Hello and welcome to the Precipice Podcast. It's awesome to have you with us today. Here at Precipice, we believe that we are redefining success and helping you become more effective and efficient at what you do. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Precipice. So we're continuing with our little segment called Busy Building, which we are so excited about, where we just get to chat to a whole lot of different people about what they're doing. And so today we are with AP, Apumelele, uh, and uh, he's going to be telling us a little bit more about um, what he's doing. But I mean, before we get into that, AP, Ross, how are you guys doing? I'm all good and how are you, brother man? Yeah, solid, that was man, a good solid. How's, how's your week been, AP? Uh, you know you know how it is when, when you're an entrepreneur, ups and downs, but it's it's part of the game. It keeps me on my toes and it just helps me level up each time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and uh, you, Ross, bro? Yeah, I was a good. Uh, also having my own business. I can, I can yeah. confirm what AP is saying, ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I feel like I'm the only one in this conversation who doesn't have their own business. So school's going well for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> online tests, that's what's worrying me. <laughs> Those are my ups and downs. <laughs> uh, no, listen, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. But, I mean, that's, that's so cool. So... Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump straight into it, um, and so you run Gamveli Kidbricks, which is your uh, business. But before we we get into that, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you were doing before you started a business? Where where were you? What was life like? What what was happening? Before I started Gamvali Bricks, um, I was studying mechanical engineering at the University of Pretoria. Mm-hmm. So okay. just all, all about course, uh, first year vibes, you want to enjoy your youth, youth in inverted commas. It, yeah. it was pretty relaxed. It was pretty relaxed. Yeah. I mean, she was just a student. All I knew was books, books, wait for recess, get home, have fun, back to school again. That was just it. Yeah. No, listen, I'm I'm still currently living the student life. So um <laughs> I know what you I know what you mean, bro. Yeah. Yeah, so could I, could I ask but, a question? Um like so you, you were studying. At at what point did you uh I don't know if you finished your degree, so maybe you could tell me a bit more about that or what you were studying. So, so like tell us a bit more like did you finish studying and what what made you decide to start your own business like when was the moment where you're like i don't want to work for another person i want to start my own business it was actually a build-up um so what happened is i remember in grade nine a close friend of mine we, we had this project in ems where we had to come up with a business and then write a business plan a brief business plan. So we, we had like, no, you know what? Um, let's do this business. Uh, I even remember the name of that business. We called it Two Tickets to Paradise. It was about landscaping, garden services and all. We, we got a fairly good mark. I'll, I'll say we got, we got a fairly good mark. And then grade grade 11 to, to grade 12, I, I wanted to go into construction from, from then. I don't know. I guess it was just a kick on from, from that grade 9 project. 
So in grade 11 and grade 12, I, I tried to assemble a team which consisted of, 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 of uh, my family, a few of my family members. I was like, no, guys, um, why don't we venture into construction, particularly quarry mining? So we, we developed a company called Golden Age Construction, which is GAC. We, we did our research, um, we did everything we could possibly feasibly do, but it came to that point where it required a lot of capital to, to kick it off. So during that period, um, you know, you're writing your metric, okay, pass, you have to choose for varsity, but also like, okay, I'm not gonna let this be my of getting this quarry mine. So in varsity, you do get a bit sidetracked. It's like, okay, cause schoolwork is so, so, so demanding. I will not lie, it is so demanding. You can even lose yourself. Cause I remember there was a point in time where I completely lost myself. I became someone who I didn't know myself. But um, I, I was like, I'm, I, was, I, um, I believe I'm still blessed to, to this day. I am surrounded by the right people. So my friends and I, we, we had this thing of new age thinking that that's what we, we want It's a brand basically about our centered around new age thinking that no man want to change the status quo that it doesn't have to be like this. You go to school, you study the stress, the books, the pressure from home and everything. Not up until second year, I think. That's when I decided, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for it. And, and as I was going for it, um, obviously I couldn't balance business in school. Well, one, one had to go. And it was, it was a difficult decision because got me into trouble with the parents. It, it really did. But it really thinking was about going against the status quo and proving yourself that, you know what, I'm going to back myself even when people close to me don't believe in me. What, 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 the, what I believed in is surprise everyone except yourself, meaning that I knew I had what it took. Even if, it was gonna, even if it's going to take 10 years, I still believe that I can achieve this. So I was like, you know what, now nah, it's, it's chilled. Let me just focus on, on establishing this um, business. So that, that's how it came to be. Shucks, bro. That is, that is so crazy. Uh, two tickets to paradise, what a name. But um, <laughs> that, is, that is so crazy. And, and what a journey. And I guess, I think for me, one of my questions is, like, how do you get to that point where you can say, you know what, um, I'm going to jump out and start this business. I mean, as you said, like there's a whole lot of pressures around this. People not believing in you. There's people uh, saying a whole lot of different things. And, and I mean, also there's, I mean, self doubts that can come from you be like, but what will make me stand out? What will make this business, you know, be, be different. I mean, how did you navigate all of those emotions and, and actually get to the point and be like, you know what, actually screw it. I'm doing it. Because when, when you presented at that time with all these emotions, all the doubts as well, and also knowing what you want to achieve, and now they're colliding. What you believe in and what other people believe in. So society's thinking, way of thinking, and your way of thinking are colliding, and you don't even know what to do because you, you are afraid that if I do this thing and I fail, I prove society right, or I mean right, that I wasn't meant to do this thing. I was supposed to go the conventional way. But if I push through this thing, that means I have, I have one over society's way of thinking. And that takes, takes a lot. It is, it's, it's, it's emotional roller coaster, I won't lie. But what helped me the most overcome this thing is that I was surrounded by the right team in terms of mentors, my friends, 
Adada, I want to give a shout out to you, especially to, to my sister. She, she, she's the one who's been supportive, especially when I was going through a rough, rough period because I used to suffer from panic attacks. Um, used to land up in hospital just because of anxiety, like with the emotions just flying around. But, but I had to be honest with myself. That, that's the one thing I learned and the advice that I got. I need to wake up into the mirror, look at myself and ask this question, who am I? It's a difficult question to ask yourself. Waking up, let's say you wake up one morning, you look into the mirror, and then you ask yourself, who is this guy that I'm staring to and they're staring back at me? What does this guy actually want? Not what my mother wants, not what my father wants, not what my friends want, not what my girlfriend wants, but what do I want? I. Mm. And it was at that point where you start putting your emotions first, you start pushing, you start pushing now your passion, you start discovering the things that you love, and it just makes the process that tad bit easier so that if anything were to happen, and even if in failure, you know that at least I am doing something I love. It, 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 it even got to the point where, where I, I, I got a tattoo where it was, if you don't live for something, you'll die for nothing. Sure. Just a constant reminder every day, every day, every day for me that no, I, I know what I want and I am going to achieve it regardless. It may take me five years, it may take me 10 years. I'll enjoy the process. I think that's where we get it. We get things wrong. We focus too much on the future and not necessarily mindful of the steps towards the future. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love what you were saying there about you'd wake up every morning and look into the, the mirror. It reminds me of something that Steve Jobs used to do. He would wake up every morning, look into the mirror and say, if today was the last day on earth, would I go and do what I'm about to do? It's such a good way to keep yourself accountable and like keep yourself on the road of, am I doing the most important thing to advance my business today? I, th I think that's so important. So what do you want to head up the next question? Yeah, um, bro, tell us, so tell us a little bit more about your business. Tell us about the day to day. What does it look like? Um, what's, what's happening? Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm in the brick manufacturing industry. So I, I manufacture your blocks and your bricks for, for building your homes or supplying government when it comes to your RTP projects and stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's an interesting one because the name in itself, Kamvelisha Bricks, its direct translation means bright future. Yeah. And then our motto is building sustainable communities. Mm. And I wanted to establish it, especially in rural communities, to, to aid in rural development. Because there's, there's that, the quote that, that I like the most that says, never look down on someone unless you're helping them up. Mm. I believe that we, we need to be of service to people and establishing this business in rural communities would be the first step in the right direction, I believe, because I want to help as many people as possible because that's how I measure success. Yeah. So it, 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 we deal with block manufacturing. So it's, 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 it's a, so I'd say it's simple, but for other people, when I, when I explain it, they say it's, it's, it's very complicated, but I'll, I'll try, I'll try. I'll try to explain it the best way as I possibly can. So what I'd normally do on, on a day-to-day -day basis, I'd, I'd wake up, 
Uh, it, 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 it pays, it pays being, being, being uh, an owner of your business because sometimes you wake up whenever you feel like it. Yeah. So, but, but normally I'd wake up maybe at six o'clock, um, have my ritual where, where I just have time for myself before I kickstart the day. It, that doesn't happen every day because obviously sometimes discipline tends to, but I'd wake up at six o'clock, have time to myself, take a shower, after that get into a van, if they need cement at the site for, for the block production process, I'd go to the hardware store, get the cement, deliver it to the block site, and then store it in the storeroom. And then I'd sit in the office, and then I'd take care of the things that need to be taken care of. And now when it comes to the block production process, it's, it's, it's quite interesting, because um, uh, there are certain courses I learned uh, while studying engineering that I'm applying to the business right now. So I was like, oh, damn. Maybe I should have focused more in class. <laughs> but so once I'm at the office, it, it, this is how the day goes at the site. So we, we collect sand that will be needed as raw material for, for, for producing the blocks. Uh, we mix the sand with cement uh, with a certain ratio. Um, once the mixing is done, the cement is fed into the block making machines, uh, which has a certain mold of the size you want of the blocks. You, you compress that, after you're compressing, you get your blocks. And then after you get your blocks, there are certain processes that you need to follow to ensure your blocks meet standards, like your SAPS standards, your curing methods, which is you need to water bricks for a certain time, you need to cover them as well, so that they don't get damaged and they basically meet the minimum strength as well. And then after that is done, we pack the blocks, uh, being ready for them to be shifted to our clients and then we load them onto our trucks and then we deliver to our clients. I think that's the simplest way I can try to explain it. Yeah, now that's, that sounds like you've got quite a, a solid operation there. And it it's definitely sounds like you've got a really good knowledge of the, the process that goes into it. And I think sometimes what entrepreneurs do is they, they understand the process of the business, but then the one thing that always trips an entrepreneur up is um how how do you like start getting new business so like how you you've got this idea you um you started this business how how do you start onboarding new customers um i i use the idea of of the business Best idea to approach getting that first client, it's, it's, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. But because, like I said, with, with uh, my friend, uh, I want to call his name, Ablelem Zinyana in grade nine, with uh, two tickets to paradise. In a way, I took ideas from there as well and implement, implemented them to the current business right now. Yeah. The idea of acquiring a sales rep to get you clients and then you pay your sales rep commission. That's how it just kicked it off. So every time you go through a dry spell, you know you have sales rep that are reliable. You contact the sales rep and they'll get clients for you. And once you get one client, I, I always emphasize quality over quantity. If you can impress on delivery on the quality of the product as well, you know, you save the client's time, you save the client's money, and you also show appreciation for them supporting your business. Mm. They will, it, anyway, it's like a domino effect. More clients will come to you. Yeah. So that, that's how I went 
audit when when I got my first client is that no, you can't make blocks and then you're gonna just have them stacked up and then no one's gonna buy. So it's like the best way I can do it and the most cost effective way is that let me get a sales rep and then pay them commission for the clients that they bring to me. Hmm. Okay. And so um, Corona has happened and um, unfortunately it, is, it has taken everyone out, honestly. So, so tell us a little bit about how has COVID-19 affected your business? Um, how has it affected how things go, how things are working? Yeah. Now, well, COVID is, is a problem, but um, truth be told, it, it was it was difficult when we were told tools down completely, can't operate, you can't do anything, and yeah. now you're losing, you can't collect any revenue, so it gets to that point where you start having thoughts like, do I need to retrench? Do I need to make those hard decisions? How can I avoid yeah. making those hard decisions? and keeping everyone because a business at the end of the day is also a team it's a family so you want to look out for everyone as well with, with, with when COVID came along at first it was like nah we will go be all right we will be all right and then when they said no tools down we're like damn first month went by and now we, we really hit cash flow there's there, there's no revenue being collected but um like I said, my, my sister, who's, who's an accountant, was helping me with books. So we, we had a fairly strong balance sheet. We, we had a fairly strong ba balance sheet in the sense that once the lockdown restrictions were lifted, we could carry on. I, like, we could carry on with, with, with business as normally in inverted commas. But the, 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 the thing I'd, I'd like to say, what helped us navigate through COVID-19, or is helping us navigate to, through COVID-19, is that the construction industry places a large emph emphasis on health and safety. Prior to, to COVID-19 happening, health and safety has always been at the, at, at the top when it comes to construction, because health and safety also enables you to, to have proper quality management systems. So I, I had a safety file of how things should operate. So when COVID-19 had, had come, we went in, we, we, we jumped that first hurdle, where we were government had locked down and had to stop tool. And once that was done, it was about implementing that the regulations now. Um, within within line to your COVID-19 regulations, social distancing, sanitizing boots, all that. It was, you know, I'd like to say it was easy. I would like to say it was easy because we prioritize health and safety. So it was like, oh no, it's just we need to add the regulations. That is all. The difficult mm -hmm. part was economic downturn i'd like to call because now prices for your raw materials were fluctuating one day you go to the store the cement price is 82 rand the next day 85 rand a week later it's 100 rand so it was that that the real real challenging part where but like i said lucky my team is, is an exceptional team especially my sister she helped me when it came to financing creating a finance model to ensure we could take on the knock but at the same time, service our customers as best as we can within the regulations of COVID-19. Mm. That, that's when we decided, you know what, COVID-19 has taught us an important thing. A business is an extension of, of oneself. And it's often said that as a person, you can't rely on one income stream. 
So now, mm -hmm. if a business is an extension of oneself, that means also the business can't rely on one income stream. So that's when we decided, no, we need to diversify our portfolios and generate income from different avenues that we possibly can to help us mitigate through, through COVID-19. So it, 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 is, it is a difficult period, but because I think, you know, you know what they say, you, you need to plan, because if you don't plan, you plan to fail. And then the, 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 that were taken in, in terms of your feasibility studies, compiling your health and safety plans, creating your financing models. You need to take all those things into account. Don't, don't take it lightly. Planning is important, guys. Yes, it, it's also good to start jump into things, but you need to have a solid plan and you need to work your plan. There's no, there's no point in having a plan and not working your plan. So I, I'd like to believe the fact that we, were, we had a plan, it just cushioned that blow a bit. It wasn't as hectic. Hmm. Yeah. I think what you said there is such a such a good point. Like you you have to have a plan, but then at the same time you also need to take risks. And I guess that's what being a business owner is about. Is um, as you said, not having a plan is planning to fail. Like it's having the plan on one end, but then it's also finding the the balance between taking risks and planning too much. Because you can over plan and be planning all day and never get anything done. And then you cannot plan and just take a risk and fail miserably. So I guess being a business owner is about finding the middle. So so I'm sure during coronavirus, um, based on the fact that you, you couldn't operate, you probably had a bit of time to think. So now I'm curious, like with this time to think, what are your long-term goals with your business? So where do you see your business? Five, 10, 15, like what is the long-term goal? You mentioned diversifying. Tell us. Where do you see your business in the future? It, it did give me time to think. Also, it, it was a much needed break. So some people take that for granted. It, it, it was also a much needed break because when you're a workaholic, you can work yourself to the ground as well. Mm. So that, that the break, it, okay, let me recollect myself, regain strength, and then just bounce off ideas. Um, Obviously, I think we were blessed as, as this generation because we have YouTube where you can literally search for anything. Mm -hmm. So during the time of COVID, I was on YouTube a lot. And I was, I was watching, um, I'd like to say someone I look up to, um, Aliko Dengote. He's um, big in, in terms of, of manufacturing of cement in South Africa, I mean, in Africa. So uh, every time I watch him, I, wanna, I have that thing, I want to be like that guy one day, to have my own cement manufacturing um, company. Just take Kambelise and also manufacture cement and basically provide raw materials that are, necessarily, that are necessary in the construction industry. And cement is, cement is used every day, I'm sure we know that. Yeah. So whenever I want... I plan, I plan to reach that at the level that Eliko Dangote has reached of, of manufacturing my own cement here in South Africa in different provinces as well. Sure. Sure. That, 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 that is my ultimate goal, but obviously it's, it's one step at a time. So it's doing this brick and block manufacturing. Mm. And then I increase my supply chain. Uh, maybe I, I start to own a sand mine. After that, I move to a quarry mine. After that, I start looking at options. Okay, I need to diversify into this region or I need to 
create a branch in this region. Once I create a branch in this region, I can start working now. Okay, fine. I am comfortable. I have acquired the capital that I need. I can start working on my own cement production line as well. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's my train of thought. It's about taking it one step at a time and trying to improve my value chain. So I'm here at the Blick Production and, and basically Logistic Department. But now I want to go up my value chain, which is sand mining. After that, quarry mining, and then ultimately my sand production line, cement production line. Yeah. yeah. That sounds solid, eh? Sure. 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 Yeah, that's crazy. Um, bro, thank you so much for you your time. Think big. You've got to think big, brother, man. You've got to think big. No, you have to. No, you definitely have to. <laughs> um, thank you so much, bro, for your time. Honestly, this has been amazing. And uh, I know personally for me, I've taken a whole lot from this. Um, I, I love your quote, man. Never look down on someone unless you're helping them out. That is honestly yeah. such a, a great thing, man. I've it's also written that down. <laughs> a beautiful way of looking at things. And um, I love also you mentioned um, having a positive mindset. And I, I think that's such a crucial thing. Uh, so, bro, you, you have spoken so well. We are so grateful for your time. Um, yeah. How do we? How does someone get in, uh, in in touch with you, in contact with you? I mean, how do we? If someone wants to, you know, get in touch with you. Um, and I'd like to throw this in as well. It's 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 it's. it's I'm not I'm not on social media as of yet, and the company's not on social media as of yet because there's that thing is you can grow your business can grow too quickly and buckle buckle and fail. So I'm just trying to maintain the growth, but. The, 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 the number that you have, uh, that, that's on my WhatsApp, that's the number that people contact with me with. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay, now that's cool. So we're, we will link it down um, in, the, in the description of this podcast. So wherever someone is uh, listening to this, if they want to get in touch with you, um, they can. Um, bro, thank you so much again for your time. Honestly, this has been amazing. Ross so good to have you again i mean you're a part of this so that's cool <laughs> and, um, thank you so much for listening if you have been with us throughout this journey it's been so cool and uh, we're so excited to talk to the next uh, business leader uh, as we continue with this segment called busy building i hope you have an amazing week stay safe goodbye awesome, awesome.